Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, Mark, uh, thanks for joining us here on The Score on Cork's 96FM. Um, terrible sad news we received during the week uh, with uh, the passing of your former teammate uh, at club and uh, country, Michael Robinson, uh, passed away at the age of 61. Um, you uh, shared a number of clubs, actually, Mark, with, with Michael, um, and you knew him very well. What kind of man was he, first of all, Mark? Um, Michael was kind of larger than life. He always had a big smile on his face and walking to the dressing room at, at whichever club and um, he'd have a story, great storyteller, um, and just really basically enjoyed enjoyed his life. But he was, you know, he, he liked everybody. He never he never took umbrage with anybody. He just kind of look at them and think, oh, well, if that's the way it is, it, it, it's the way it is and, and on you move. But um, when you consider what he's done in terms of his profession, Trevor, I mean, if you think about his latter profession, which was obviously radio, TV, presenter, mm. etc. in a foreign language. I mean, that was an outstanding achievement. I mean, basically, after all the clubs he, he played for with, Osasuna in northwest Spain being the, being the last one, he, he took a decision. He went, you know what, I love living in Spain. I'm learning the language, etc. And when he first started, apparently, he was a little little bit of a laughing, a laughing stock on the radio, but, but in a nice way because he didn't. His Spanish wasn't that good. He was co-commentating, and he said he only knew 100 words, and 99 of them were swear words. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so you can imagine what he's gone through. But in the end, his programme was an absolute must-watch programme. It was a kind of Monday, Monday programme, a bit like in, uh, with the NFL, which is, you know, the, the Monday night sort of quarterbacking, as they called it. I know they have games there now mm. as well, but it used to be, they used to have a programme Monday and that discussion what had happened at the weekend with all the games. And that's that's what Michael did. And he just became a massive star in uh, in, in Spain. He lived in Madrid and, uh, you know, larger than life, loved a lunch, etc. I mean, she went for lunch with Michael. It lasted until probably 10 o'clock at night. It was one of those days, but it was always good fun. Yeah, he only spent one season at Liverpool, Mark, but uh, what a season it was, you know, uh, a trophy-laden season with the League, the League Cup and mm. the European Cup. Well, if you think about it, Trevor, if you think about all the players that have been through the football club and all all the, the, the medals, cups, leagues, etc. That, that, that they've won, Michael has, a bre- has the best pro-rata record. I think he played 52 games. Mm. He won the European Cup, he won the League Cup, and he won the league. I, I can't think of anybody who won a, won a 
competition every 17 games. Certainly I didn't. So um, it was probably something, obviously, that he smiled about through the rest of his <laughs> career, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and he had an amazing record with the Republic of Ireland as well, Mark. I think I'm right in saying in his 24 caps, he was never on the losing side with uh, the Republic of Ireland. You know what, Trevor? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even realise that. I suppose as a player, it's one of those things which you never kind of look at, look at the, the stats, unless of course they're, they're regarding yourself good or bad. So yeah, well, I remember him playing one day, and uh, we obviously it was a Wednesday because it was international night, and I think we might have played in the. The noon because something to do with the likes at Lansdowne. Anyway, he got carried off on a stretcher. And I think also that we were still both at Brighton, I think, he said. Um, and I got a phone call from Alan Muller, who, who would be the then Brighton manager, got through to me. And he, and he went, how's, how's Michael Robinson? I said, boss, he's been stretched off. He said, do you think he'd be fit for Saturday? I said, well, I wouldn't have thought so. He got stretched <laughs> off. Guess what? He was fit on Friday, so God knows what he was. I said to him, what was wrong with you? you know, it, it, it felt a lot worse than it was, wasn't it? Yeah, really. And just describe what type of player he was, uh, Mark. He was um, bustling. He's a bustling centre-forward. Um, very, very good at bringing you know, your midfield players into play. He was, once he got into his stride, Trevor, as well, it was difficult to knock off the ball. It wasn't a great goal scorer. I mean, the, the day signed for well, the day signed for Liverpool. Basically, um, we were Liverpool. This is we were in Switzerland pre-season. We had a game that night. We're just in the lobby of the hotel. Joe Fagan came over to me. Joe was the, the, the manager then, ninety-three. Uh, sorry, and he said to me, um, he said, Michael Robinson, what do you think? I said, Well, boss, I said he's like he's a, he's a handful and he's big and he's strong and will give you absolutely one hundred percent. And I said, to be honest with you, I said the fellas followed me wherever I've been. I said. I was at Preston, he went to Preston. I was at Brighton, he went to Brighton. I played for the Republic, he's come to the Republic. And he said, well, he's followed here as well because we signed him, <laughs> um, which obviously was good. And he, Robo just said to me the first day, he said, his first question was, what's it like here? And I said, what do you think? I said, we win nearly every single game, it's fab. And he said, what we'll have to do to get in the team? I said, well, you've got to forget about being like a clever footballer. I said, you're not, you're not going to be in the team before the genius that is Dal and obviously Rushy. I said, so just be yourself. That's why they bought you. And I said, they will tell you not to do anything or change the way that you play because they just feel they need, you know, a certain player just like you. So just basically get on with it. And that, that's exactly what he did. No frills, no spills. Um, scored, you know, scored a few goals, in, enough goals. But what, he was excellent to, to kind of entertain in the opposition centre-backs, if you ask the likes of Kenny, but probably more so Rushy, who would have played in front of him more than anything. Rushy would tell you he was great because he just let Rushy get, it got Rushy time and space in which to run onto goal. And once obviously Rushy was in front of him running, you would never ever catch him if you're opposition yeah. defender. He came on, didn't he, Mark, in the European Cup final for Dagger yeah. or something? Yeah, well, that was, uh, if you, I don't know if you remember, but Kenny, Kenny uh, had his cheekbone smash in a clash with uh, Kevin Moran that season. Mm. And and he he came and so so Robbo or, or as, as we used to call him the cat Trevor you know how kind of football dressing room banter is it's like reverse logic and we decided he was so heavy on his feet that we'd call him the cat you know <laughs> as you as you do and um and and, and obviously the thing with, with the cat he played he played lots uh, and and lots of of games and Kenny came back I don't know two or three weeks maybe before the final in all honesty Kenny will tell you wasn't really. 100% fit, and, and Robbo came on for the, 
I don't know, probably last 15 minutes. He certainly came on in extra time, that, that I do remember. Yeah, yeah. So um, he, he'll be sadly missed and uh, at the age of, yeah. of 61. But um, how are you holding out yourself, Mark? What, what's daily life been for, for you? Do you know what, Trevor? I've, I've, apart from when I was playing football, I've never been to fit. I kind of walk miles. I walk miles. I, I go out on my push bike and don't tell anyone. I've, all, I've got like an electric bike as well. I sometimes go on the, the electric bike. Live right by the beach, um, so we're out, you know, I'm out there with the kids and everything. So um, do a little bit of shopping. And apart from football, and I know it's a big statement. Apart from football, my life's not really changed. But I, I, I don't know whether you think the same thing. I find people really, really nice now. You kind of go mm. out and people see you in the street. Oh, you know, social distancing. Good morning, good afternoon, how are you doing? All that kind of. Thing. I think the world, although it's terribly tragic, as, as we all know. I think the world might be a better place when eventually we get rid of this thing. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, ju- just on the, on the Republic of Ireland uh, side of things, Mark, yeah. a huge game coming up later in the year. If it's going to be played, it looks like it could be played late in the year, uh, the Euro yeah. playoff, of course, to Slovakia. What are what are our chances, do you think, in, in, in that game against Slovakia? Cool. Well, um, first and foremost, you've got a new manager. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be very difficult um, for, the, for the new manager to implement his style, you know, over over those two legs, isn't it? Over over the two legs, um, I think I think what you will get though, obviously, is, is you'll get a bounce. Um, you'll get a bounce insofar as that you know players who think maybe they should have been in the team but haven't been in the team, they'll be thinking, well, you know, with a new manager, we might we might sort of have a chance now. Look, the, the, the way he's managed at club level, um, you know, the, the thing about it is that he, he likes to play football. Um, which is great, and it's fab. But, you know, we've got the age-old problem, which is who is going to score our goals. I, I know you only need one to win a game, but we just we just don't even look like we've made too many chances. And if if the game happens, I'll just be thinking, look, if we can sneak a draw away and, and get a 1-0 at home, then happy days. But the one thing we've always retained, no matter who's been in charge in terms of the managers, we've always been very difficult to play against. And, and therefore, we've also, also been very difficult um, to, to beat as well, so hopefully that will help. Um, be nice if we could nick through, and it'd be a fantastic start for us, certainly, and for the new manager, obviously. Yeah, what do you make of all that, Mark? With Mick, uh, the Mick McCarthy situation, and Stephen Kenny coming in to replace him at this crucial juncture? Well, I think you know, I think I think it had to be. I read an article, but, but then Mick wrote the other week, and he kind of knew that this was going to happen. It's a little bit unfortunate as far as he's concerned because he obviously wanted to try to try and take us through. But it just wasn't going to happen. Um, it's, a, it's a fabulous opportunity um, for, for Stephen Kenny and, and also the coaching staff as, as well. So you know, I think you know, mix some bonds. We used to bad news because we lived in bonds each other. So um, I don't think he'd be too bothered. And, I, and in this article that I read um, that he'd written as well, or been interviewed, and he, he said he still wants to come back and, and, and manage, and he has been one of our better managers, but. Mm. But, you know, I mean, uh, the king is dead, long live the king. Mm. Can I just ask you about uh, about Liverpool's long way for the title, Mark? Obviously, we all mm. know it's, it's 30 years, 1990. Uh, what's going to mm. happen? How's it going to all uh, pan out, do you think, at this stage? Well, you know, Trevor, you know, all the discussions about everybody being safe, all those kind of things. But, you know, on the line, as we know, but it never really, no one's got the, the, the cojones to actually say, it's all about money. You know, everything's about money. The economy is all about money. Obviously, Premier League coming back is all about money. Mm. If, if 
if they can finish the games in a safe way, and it looks like it'll be behind closed doors, that seems absolutely 100% certain. If if they can finish the, the, the season, well, obviously uh, Liverpool will go on to win it. And it, while it does matter that, you know, they're saying, oh, the crowd won't be there to enjoy it and all those kind of things. Listen, you'd rather win it behind closed doors as opposed to the, to the other possibility, which is, you know, null and void the season. So I think I think that's the main thing is that uh, they want to finish, finish the season. The French have done their normal thing, which is we're going to do our own thing. You can all go and get stuffed. Yeah. Um, you know, and they finish their season. But I, I do I do feel that the season will be finished. Over. And the, the other thing as well is the season can go on to August. And you can just delay the start of the next season. Yeah. Look, and people say, you know, pre-season this and all that. Look, but the lads, all they're doing is training. They're not playing. They've had, they've had what, five, six weeks off mm. now. So another, even if you tack the eight or nine games on to finish this season to the rest of next season, obviously not in the same league as it were, but you say, right, next year you're going to play 38 plus 9.47. Do it. And everyone's in the same boat. All the teams yeah. will have to play that same amount of games. So... I do think it will come back. It's obviously just a matter of when. Yeah. Just finally, Mark, can I just read this out to you? I've received um, a bit of um, interesting information there during the week uh, from a sport mm-hmm. travel agency. Uh, not sure if you heard anything like this, but uh, just read this out to you, see what you think. All Premier League teams will play the remaining games at St George's Park behind closed doors and for TV only. The complex will host two to three games a day that will be streamed live. The players will go into isolation mid-May and select uh, hotels in the vicinity of St George's and will train at local club grounds. They will not be able to see the family and friends during this period. Period. Uh, each players will be each player will be tested regularly to ensure safety, and hotels will be locked down for players only. Um, well, listen, I, I think that will happen. I, I'm not too sure it's going to be St George's. I I think I heard the other day that the Premier League had, had picked six locations in terms of grounds, mm. uh, Premier League grounds, and, and do the same kind of thing, Trevor. So basically, once once the players come back training, wherever they are, they are isolated, whether it's at the training ground, if they've got rooms, whether it's at a hotel, and they will, uh, right, they will stay there until they've finished all the games, and then they'll return home, and look, it's doable, everything is doable, I mean, there's no doubt about it, I think, you know, you kind of look at, you crack it, when are we ever going to be flying again, well, you know we will, it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, so it'd be nice though, wouldn't it be like a mini World Cup or something in the summer, wouldn't it, Mark? Yeah, well, listen, you know, you're like me, like a lot of people, we absolutely love football, and without it, we feel a little bit flat and a little bit lost, and we, we know there are far greater stories in the world with the far greater problems with COVID-19, etc. But also, Trev, I think in terms of your own mental health, you know, football fans, sports fans, just need something to look forward to. That's all we're basically asking. It will come, it's just yeah. a matter of time, I feel. Great stuff. Uh, great to have your views as always, uh, Mark. Thanks for joining us here on uh, The Score on Corks 96FM and uh, stay safe and uh, hope to talk again soon. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Trevor. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm